Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. AEW X New Japan Forbidden Door 2023 had a couple of great matches on them, but which one was the better one? Or were they all just great? Two potential match of the year candidates, but let's discuss both of them. I'm Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by the Gem That Champion, mm-hmm. Pete. Yeah, as you can see quite clearly. Yeah. I'm the gem that champion. So I, I did a show with Tempest last mm-hmm. week, and, yeah. and he said that... Um, that you are yep. uh, the champion. It's just that As I am, yes. it's, it's just that he's he's got the belt at the moment. Yes, yeah. He, no, he's just um he's just taking care of it for me. We just had like our schedules just haven't lined up. Like we're both been quite busy. Just haven't had the opportunity to kind of just sit down together and he can just, you know give me the give me the belt back. Like, okay. Like like you know it'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm, get it I'm back sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it because it is my belt. It's just it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You know that's all. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. I'm, I'm sure Liw is fine. Yeah. LW's fine. We're always fine. Always fine. Yeah. Uh, but welcome to the Rest Talk podcast review of AEW New Japan Forbidden Door 2023. Please press the subscribe button. This is your first time here. Give us a little thumbs up as well to help with that old algorithm. And get in your comments down below if you're watching this on demand. But if you're watching it live, send in your Omega chats to rustalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them above the five US dollar mark. So, uh, and speaking of marks, let's review this show. Um, <laughs> so, Pete, uh, you, did, you did the live reactions sure did. Uh, to the show last night. Yes. So, bit of a sleepy boy. Today, sleepy boy. Yes. Yeah. Well, the show would have finished like six? Uh, it finished at about quarter past five. Quarter past five. Um, and obviously, I have a few bits to do after the live stream. So, I have to do like the immediate reaction bit that goes up on Rest Talk, etc. I got home at about seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, cool. Slept for about. <laughs> Three and a half hours. Got to sleep at about seven thirty. Yeah. Slept for three and a half hours. Got up at eleven. Came to the studio. Recorded the extra news video that we're doing today. And now I'm here. So what you're saying is you're really excited for Money in the Bank next weekend because it yeah. starts at eight p.m. our yeah. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards I can like sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, crazy. Just go home. <laughs> and then I'm not working the Sunday. <laughs> no, I am though. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So you did the live reactions to the show last night. Yes. Uh, 
kind of like brief overall thoughts of the show, uh, but in particular when we come to these two matches, mm. sort of like if you if I was to ask you your like immediate thought of which of the two did you prefer, which of the yep. two did you think was the better one? Because that was the big discussion going in: is mm. what is going to be better, Omega Osprey two or Danielson Okada? Mm. What what are your thoughts, feelings, reflections? So uh, the show as a whole, very briefly, I think uh, there wasn't a bad match on the card. I think everything was either good or better. Um, good or up for everything on the show. And I think these two matches are the best matches on the card, uh, Osprey Omega and Danielson Okada. Uh, for my money, uh, Omega and Osprey is the match of the night um, for me. While I prefer the, uh, I think, the technical style, oh, I don't know if that's true, actually. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of get two, I, I get two different kicks out of the styles that these two matches were worked in. Mm. I really love like the technical showcase being like, who's the best wrestler in the world style match that Danielson and Okada had? But I love the deep emotion and just the brutal war that Osprey and Omega had. It was a brutal match. Such a brutal match. And it was these two kind of like different aspects. And I got a massive kick out of both of them. But I think that the... Uh, as I mentioned to you just before um, we we went on air, and also as I was uh, talking to Dan on the live stream, my ideal part of wrestling that I personally get the biggest kick out of is when stuff is rich with story and rich with history, and you have characters that um, have like intertwining feuds and stuff. And while Danielson Okada was just like, "I'm good at wrestling, and you're good at wrestling," we should see who's let's best. See who is the best at let's wrestling? See, let's see who's the best at wrestling the history between Osprey and Omega is so much deeper and so many more layers to draw upon in their match and so many callbacks and things that they did for their match that, for me, elevated it above. And I think there was only one thing in the match that I did not like, which was the Don Callis return spot. Everything else was absolutely phenomenal in this. Yeah, I, I think even... Because you could make the argument I mean, Will and Kenny had a bit of a leg up because this is their second meeting mm. as opposed to just being the first of the Danielson-Akada uh, matches. Yeah. And go, going by the finish of Danielson-Akada, I feel like there is more to come. But we'll, we'll get on so to well. get yeah. into that in a little bit. But even with their first meeting that they had at Wrestle Kingdom, mm. they were really playing up on this idea that Kenny left New Japan and mm. Will saw some shoes that needed to be filled yeah. and did everything that he could to fill Omega's shoes, but his feet were too small mm. and he could not do it. Yeah. And he's now just got this resentment towards Omega being considered better than him mm -hmm. it, it, because in his mind he isn't. Yeah. And he did fill those shoes, even though I think people can look up and down history and be like, no, Omega did more for New Japan than than Will did. Yeah, I'm, and I'm talking like purely character-wise here as well. Like, yes. and, it, and I, 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 that's what I really liked about the, the first meeting. And then with their second one, man, they like they played into that so mm. much on this time around, and like lots of callbacks. This was a pissed off Will Osprey, yeah. who was. I mean, he was pissed off going into Wrestle Kingdom, but he was super pissed off in this match like his whole thing is that he's going to canada to cause riots mm. because he's going to beat and maim and take the title off of kenny omega at one point grab the the canada flag to wipe his ass on it and mm -hmm. stick it up his nose to doing the Shawn michael spot and this and the other but it was him getting his measure of revenge particularly when he was smashing his face into the announcer's table cover. Yeah. And like usually when you're arrested and you get your face smashed in, it's, you know, you put your hands down to make the big slapping thing. Oh no. Kenny thought the best way to make that slapping sound was to just use his face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this spot, but for real. Yeah. It just, yeah. I was like, I'm just going to put my hands down. And you just smash my face into this as hard as you possibly can. Yeah. It was like, 
these two beat the cack out of each other. It was so, so cool because you could feel the emotion in every move that they did. There's just like a, like, genuine or otherwise, there is just a, a chemistry that is filled with hatred on both sides. And it just comes out when they wrestle, where they just put everything into every move that they do. It's genuinely such a spectacle to watch them both. I and even in the ring intros, they, you know, Kenny came out as the best bout machine, the, the cleaner. cleaner. So he's like very much tying into his new Japan heritage yeah. there. Yeah. Will Ospreay, they made a big point of the fact he has now gone back to the aerial assassin mm-hmm. moniker. Yeah. And, I, and he used Elevated when he mm-hmm. came out. So there's a lot of like big history character stuff in here that I really, really liked. Yeah, and Kenny came out to Devil's Sky as well, which was like... It was so... And like this is one of those things where like Kenny came out and I was like... And I wrote my notes here. He's on another level of mm. like star power. Yeah. Which is mad because then like Danielson came, and Akada came out later and I'm like, oh no, like that's also... That's yeah. a big star right there. Yeah. I, I think he is, is incredible. And, you know, the crowd were chanting holy S before the, the bell had even rung. Mm-hmm. But, 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 there is, there is a, a Don Callis-shaped elephant that is in this room. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is what, this is kind of two talking points. Mm-hmm. But one is, was that better than the first one? Mm-hmm. And the second one is, did the Callis spot work? So in the match, Don Callis came out with Will Ospreay and security. This mm-hmm. was set up on Dynamite that he was offering his private security to help Will Ospreay to yep. protect him when he goes to Canada because Can- Canadians are awful rubbish people that will riot and loot and this and the other. Haha, <laughs> very funny. And he gets ejected pretty early in the mm-hmm. match because he trips Kenny Omega when he goes to do the Rise of the Terminator dive. Uh, so the referee ejects him. Yep. And, and off he goes. And he, he goes and he runs in the security step between... Uh, Callis and Omega, and they were like, oh, the security wasn't for Will Ospreay, it was for Don Callis this whole time. And I wrote in my notes here, good. Now we can just focus on Will and Kenny wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm here to see. I love me some Don Callis. I think Don Callis is superb, but in, in this moment, I just wanted to see Kenny and Will. Yeah. And then that's what we got for ages, because this match went for 40-odd minutes. Yeah, it was 39 minutes total. Yeah, 39 minutes. Yeah. So it's it, you know, Callus has gone for a large portion of it, but then Callus just comes back out. Yeah, and he comes back out, and he interferes loads. Yeah, because the first thing he does is he jumps around Will Ospreay to protect him from a V trigger, mm-hmm. and Kenny just does the V trigger anyway. And Callus moves out of the way because he's a coward. Exactly, yeah. and then he Omega tries to pull Will into the one winged angel. And Callis holds on to Will, so, and the referee's then stopping him. And in the melee of this, Callis hands Will the screwdriver. Mm-hmm. As Kenny get, uh, so Will gets the screwdriver. He stabs Kenny in the head off the one-winged angel. Nice and ties into the story that they're doing with Kenny and Don. And he hits the, uh, the hidden blade and the stormbreaker. Kenny gets his feet on the ropes. It's very good sport force finish. We'll get into that in a second, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Then they do a bit of back and forth, back and forth and stuff. And then eventually Will gets the win mm-hmm. so the and I, I was going through the moderators chat the you know that we had and our mods were talking about this and there was this discussion of like i could not get back into the match after the second callous spot and mm-hmm. i know you and dan had your issues with this on the the live reactions because mm-hmm. there's a big sort of logic hole of mm-hmm. why didn't the referee just eject him for a second time yeah a hundred percent the thing is there's the the 
macro aspect when you zoom out in that this wasn't the finish of the match. Big plus on that one, because if it was, that wouldn't have been very good. Because um, I think it would have really cheapened the whole thing. And I think people just want to see Osprey and Omega wrestle, like you were saying. And I think that would have cheapened that experience for the fans. Um, that's that's a plus for that spot, that it was not the finish. And on a, on a macro level as well, like the interference spot in and of itself was okay. Like, I, I don't mind Callis getting involved in the match. It's the fact that he was ejected and was able to walk back out with no repercussions. And then says, well, why was he ejected then? And, yeah. and it's fr from a storyline perspective, like, oh, what's the referee's power at that point then? Because you can eject him and then he can come back with no repercussions. But also, why would you book the ejection spot? You can just have Callus be there. That, yeah, so I, I was thinking this, like when he got ejected, my foot and I thought was great because now we can just focus on Kenny and Will. And that's why mm -hmm. they have him removed from ringside because yeah. it's no longer about Callus. Because if he's at ringside, he just becomes a distraction for the entire match. Exactly. Him yeah. gone, he can just have this. But then you want Callus for the finish. So then he yeah. just comes back out. Yeah. And I know like I'm, I'm just keeping an eye on the live chat there and there's a lot of like, you're nitpicking, you're nitpicking, you're nitpicking. It's not nitpicking if it takes you out of a match. Exactly. Like if, if, the, if it ruins the flow of a match for you, if that's the thing that you're thinking about at the end, that's not nitpicking. That is, that's how you that's feel. It's a legit criticism. It's a legit criticism. It's how you yeah. feel in the moment. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, it comes from the fact that the spot could have been avoided so easily. Either you don't eject Callus at the start or you eject Callus, and one of the security has the screwdriver because the security was still out there. So you problem is that makes security a character then. But as, yeah, I don't think can, so because they kind of the are. They, they were yeah, hired by Callus. You can, can say it's part of like a thing. Like yeah. as Callus is going out, you can have some sort of like. I guarantee thing. you that everyone were like, "Who was the security?" Uh, you know. Yeah, you might. You might be right. Yeah. Um, the Bashams debut. But I, <laughs> but but I think that like there were ways around doing this spot. And it felt very convoluted and it mm. completely undermined what the referee was doing. Because when Callus came out and he was like, hey, don't interfere, interfere anymore. And then he interfered loads and the referee was like, hey, don't do that. And it's like, <laughs> you already ejected him once. Just do it again. Like It was a yeah. really weird, like, what are you doing, referee? What's your power here? Uh, my final note I had on this match was, I could have done without the Callus stuff, but there's no denying that that was incredible. It's still a five-star match. Because it is. Because like, even with all that, it's still incredible. Yeah, and I think I... <sighs> so, for me... Their Wrestle Kingdom match is my match of the year. Sure. And it has been since January 4th. And I don't think anything in professional wrestling has come within an arse's roar of the first Omega Osprey match at Wrestle Kingdom in mm -hmm. terms of match of the year contendership. Yeah. Mark Markson may have different ideals. Maybe. But for me, it, Omega Osprey is like, it's my match of the year thus far. So I was super duper fun. But also, some very lofty expectations of like, yeah. well, your second bout's probably going to try and level mm -hmm. it up somewhat. So yeah. what are you going to do for the second bout? And so I'm now sat here being like, oh, I don't know which one I prefer. Mm. Like, I know Sean over on Fightful was being like, that's my new favorite match I've ever seen. Mm. And I, and I completely agree. But there's this, I, I didn't love the Callis stuff. And I think that's kind of like, mm. I still think that Kenny Osprey won is tippity top. You know, mm. I think it was like six and a quarter stars in. Sure. Like, okay, as, as an example, Dave Meltzer gave that six and a quarter stars in the Observer. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to say about Dave Meltzer is fine. That's, that's a numerical score that someone has given it. This for me is then six. Sure. It's just that quarter star difference. It, yeah, it is that tiny little negative one that just drags it down a little bit. Or it's six and a quarter again, mm -hmm. but should have been six and a half. Right, right, you right. See what right, I mean? Right, it's yeah. just like that's that tiny yeah. little step down. So maybe that's kind of where I'm thinking. Like, yeah. It is of equal, but I think without the Callister stuff, it would have been better. Mm. It would have been better than the original. Yeah, uh, I think that that's a, that's a fair assessment. Um, uh, I also just want to talk about as well one other spot from this match, which was... 
Kenny Omega kicking out of his own well, one-winged angel. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's a, a few a few other ones we need to pick up on, but yeah. let's let's do that one first. Yeah, because after they did the false finish, which by the way I love such a good force because and and it's almost it, it almost justifies the callous yeah, spot the is, that, that's <laughs> the other point of the callous thing is it, it almost justifies the spot because the false finish was so good because it is so good yeah. because i i generally thought i was like oh that's the finish yeah because it's a I screwdriver so it's hidden blade yeah. it's Stormbreaker, and i was like oh that's the finish that's real that's a massive downer and Kenny gets his feet on the ropes for the the, the kick out effectively. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's a superb full finish because yeah. I totally bought into it. Such a good full finish. Still could have done without the callus stuff. Yeah. But I, but I, but I, oh. yeah. It, but you did get me, didn't you? If someone made an argument I, to me to defend it, I'd be like, I'd buy it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, someone, if someone came out to me and be like, here's why we did it, yeah. I'd be like, you did it for all the right reasons. Yeah. Then. I'd have done without it, but you yeah. did it for all the right reasons. Yeah. Um, and then he. Will goes over to Don Callis. Don Callis whispers something in his ear. Gorge's like, oh, I wonder what he could have whispered there. I'll tell you what he whispered. Go and do Kota Ibushi's finish on him because that'll really mess with his head. So he gets him, bosh, come by your knee. Like, he hits him with that and then picks him up, one winged angel. And I was like, oh man, that oh, is my what, God. Like, this is going to be an incredible thing. And the commentary were, couldn't finish the sentence. Nobody kicks out of the one winged angel because Kenny Omega kicked out of one. <laughs> And oh! it's a it's a it's a perfect callback because it's exactly like at Revolution 2020 when uh, the Bucks did it and the kick out of one because you don't use Kota Ibushi's <laughs> move against the Mega. How do people not know now? If you use Kota's finish on him, it powers him up. <laughs> He's a Kota type Pokemon. It's just it gives him more energy. So good. I I loved it so much. I pr I jumped out of my seat at the kick yeah. out of one, and it, yeah. it was punctuated so perfectly because Excalibur was like, nobody kicks out of the one. Bang! He's already kicked out, out of it. One. Oh, and it was for me, so great. You know when people were saying I couldn't get back into the match because of the callus thing. That kick out at one, I was like, oh, I don't care anymore! Yeah, you're, right, you're absolutely so right. Good. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, the other two spots I think are probably worth talking about outside of the DDT on the stairs, <gasps> which, which Christmas Day, that was a heavy bump. Also lovely tie back into the DDT mm. from the, the first match. Yeah. Uh, is the Tiger Driver 91 spot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> Dropped him on his head. He sure did drop him on his board. And here's the thing. is, I was like, oh, they botched the move. No, no, that's how that move's supposed to look. Yeah, like, that was it. That's that, what they did. That's the design of the move. Yeah. It's just the, they just dropped him right on his poor old noggin. Um, bit of a spoiler for my edited review, which apologies a bit later. Our editor's a bit under the weather at the moment, so he's a little bit behind. Um, but I made the joke, and I was like, "People said that was the most like you know horrific move of the night." But I watched Kojima elbow drop CM Punk right in the cock. So like, that was at least at least Kenny's neck bumps are illusions. Kojima just elbowed him right in the knob. He sure did, didn't he? He sure did. Ah. And the other one for me, and it just like I thought it was a real. A, a fascinating thing from a crowd perspective because there's a spot when uh, I mentioned it earlier Will goes out and gets the uh, Canadian mm. flag yeah. wipes his bum with it yeah. sticks up his nose does the old Canada thing and he locks uh, the sharpshooter on Kenny yep. and the crowd are going boo we're, we're yeah. Canada boo yeah, 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 yeah. and then he locks in the crippler crossface and, and the crowd okay. go boo oh, oh that's uncomfortable and, and it really was this like oh I I don't know how to react to yeah. that because do, do, boo do, yeah do, 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 do i boo because you're i don't want to boo because we just booed the sharpshooter because you're doing a thing that we like 
and we don't want you to do it. Yeah. And we don't want to seem like we like the thing that you're doing, but we don't like the thing. Oh, but boo. It, it was this massive bit. Oh, I, oh, I don't know yeah. how to react to that. And the thing is. They eventually figured out because they, they started trying to use sick F at him. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Again, yeah. and this is very much like a Will Osprey. I'm going to incite some riots in Canada. Yeah, and the thing is, as well, I don't. I suppose they did do it intentionally for that reason, which I don't know if I agree with doing that spot. It is just a crossface, and people use crossfaces all the time. It's the fact that it came right after the sharpshooter spot, and they're that in Canada. Like, mm, that was intentional. I, I felt like that was very much intentional. Yeah. yeah, but as I said, like this crowd, they eventually figured out what to do with that. Yeah, but in the moment, it was like, a, oh, 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 you oh, can't dear. do that. Oh dear, not sure about that. Uh, but I thought this was an exceptional match. I could yes. talk about it for another like twenty odd minutes, uh, mm. but we do have to move on to the other big match from this card. Mm. The the debate rages on of which was the the, the better match. I'm going to see if I can work out how to do a poll, uh, oh, God. because uh, our, our chief moderator who does our poll is not here. But can I do engage with your audience? <laughs> click uh -huh. the plus. If I, if I click the plus, oh, start, start, a poll. start a poll. Start a poll. You can also start a Q&A. Do you look at that? Huh. Okay, I'm going to do a poll in a minute. Yeah. That's no, which that's, one was better? No, I don't know. I've started a Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Q&A. Which one's better? Hold on. I'm going to do a poll in a minute. But anyway, so our main event was Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Mm. Brian Danielson came out to the final countdown. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> da -da 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 -da. I could not believe my ears. Yeah, it was awesome. Because like the lights are on and everything, and I'm expecting... Yeah. And instead the final countdown played, and the place went mad. Yeah. Because... It's the final countdown. Yeah. -na -na -na. And Tony Khan to say in the presser afterwards, that was a one night deal. We've got, oh, absolutely. We've got it in perpetuity, which means we can use it on any time we restream that pay-per-view for release mm -hmm. on DVD. We can use that song. Uh, but I can't do it for more because, oh, it's expensive. Yeah. The One of the stories that's been told on previous podcasts about that song is that it costs uh, a quarter of a million dollars to license. Yeah. Khan said that this is definitely a one-night deal because it costs as much as a wrestler's contract. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a mad bastard, so I just yeah, bought it. And he said it was worth it. It was probably worth yeah. it, though. Uh, there's a real fun facts and commentary here. Mm -hmm. Akada's very first match in was in 2004 in Mexico. Mm. Brian Danielson was also on that card. Oh, interesting. But this is the first time the, their two paths have crossed. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about this match. Yeah? Because I loved it. Yeah. It was undeniably great. Yeah, it, was. Like, it was so good. Omega, sorry. Uh, Akada was superb. Danielson was so great. So good. Like the, the uppercut exchange they were doing, like the fighting mm -hmm. spirit was was alive mm -hmm. and well in all of this. It was so, so great. I thought some of the near falls they were doing throughout the Psychonine, the Rainmakers, I thought the tombstone on the on the, mm -hmm. the ramp was really, really great. Yep. And there were some really, really good like near falls in this. But Danielson. I didn't know this until mm -hmm. after the fact. Yep. Got injured in this match. Yeah. About 10 minutes before the end, broke his forearm. Yeah. He's going to be out for about six to eight weeks, he said in the in the post-show press conference. Yeah, it was Okada did a uh, top rope elbow drop and just kind of landed on Danielson's arm. And still, and... it wasn't as vicious as uh, Kojima's top rope elbow drop no, to, exactly. to CM Punk's. Yeah. Um, 
But I thought he was just doing incredible selling because he was yeah. wrestling as a one-armed man. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's nice because they were doing some work on the arm earlier. Exactly. That's a really good selling by Danielson. Then mm-hmm. that's, and then he started doing the label lock. And I was like, mm-hmm. how's he going to do the label lock one-handed? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really interesting spot. He managed it by just using his feet instead <laughs> because he's magic, I guess. Yeah. And he gets the, the label lock in with one working arm. Mm-hmm. He realizes that he is down an arm, so starts using his leg. That doesn't quite work. So then he uses his legs again to just hyper-extend out Akada's <sighs> arm. Like, gets, like, his arm and just places the bottom of his foot. Imagine if this is if this is uh, Okada's arm. Just takes his foot and just presses it Ooh. down. Just the whole side. Just so much pressure, like, hyper-extending the, the arm on the other side. It was an awesome spot. It was a great-looking submission. And then Akada tapped. And then Akada tapped. And the crowd fell into somewhat of a stunned silence. Yeah. Because I don't think a single person in that building thought that would be the finish. No, absolutely not. Brutal finish. Oh, brutal. It looked a, amazing. A, a great submission spot. I don't think anyone, and I, I sending at home, I didn't think this. I literally was like, oh, oh, that's yeah, that's the finish. Yeah. And they played it up on commentary that Akada is trying not to get injured before he goes into the G1. Such a great cover. So he is protecting himself realized i'm in trouble here best way for me to stop this is actually just to tap out here Mm -hmm. reduce my risk of injury um you know playing a a pre-match physio card in Mm -hmm. in my gm yeah exactly Uh, and then i can go into the g1 fresh Mm -hmm. that works great on commentary and it works great for me at home because that sort of explains the finish Uh, i don't obviously the, the live crowd didn't hear that so they didn't really know how to react to this finish and i guess it's done because they're going to do the rematch wrestle kingdom I would like that. That's kind of what I presume. Yeah, because I think coming out of this, it did feel like they've got another one in them. If they want to do another one, they can totally do another one. Yeah, because one of the arguments I saw online was like, oh, it didn't quite find its third gear. Like it was just about to get into its third gear. It needed Mm. 10 more minutes. And I was like, it was half an hour. Yeah. But they went 30 minutes. Mm. Yeah. And I think that... I think people might be right because it's an Okada main event. Uh, <laughs> yeah, things don't get started until yeah, the 30 minutes. Exactly, mark. yeah. So I think that there was more to this match that they could have done, but obviously I think it was probably cut a little bit short because of um, Danielson's injury. Um, he did say in the press conference, eventually kind of admitted to and cop to the fact that, yeah, the we need to stop. We needed, it's, I don't even think they stopped because they, they ran almost bang on time. Mm. Of, of, you know, that was when the planned finish was going to be, but I think they had to just tweak what they were going to do at the right. finish yeah. in order to, uh, you know, uh, make up with the fact that Tennyson broke his forearm and then yeah. wrestled for 10 minutes. Nut job. Um, but I, I think though, I popped massively when that finish happened. I was like, that's such a great finish. Because it's just Danielson being amazing at wrestling. And he's, he, he was the best wrestler. He's just the best wrestler. He did the, a great submission, and Ricardo was like, I don't have a counter for this. I'm the that's best. It. Yeah. That's like, it. Danielson was just a better wrestler. And that's exactly what the story of the match was. Yeah. So it, it totally worked. But it's like, when it finished, I was like, huh. I'm the one that's at fault here. Mm. I think I went in with lofty expectations. Like because it's I mean, it's it's Danielson, it's Danielson Akada. Like so, you go You'd in. Be there. forgiven for having high expectations. And you know, I had that when I went into Danielson Omega. Yeah. And that like completely met my expectations mm. and is somewhat uh, you know uh, superseded. And the same thing with Omega and Osprey. 
um, in, in you know at Wrestle Kingdom and in here. And I've had this with Daniels, like with Danielson Takeshita when they wrestled on TV. I was like, mm. oh, this is going to be really great. Yeah. Oh, it's actually even better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That happens a lot with Danielson. He's got that sort of magical ability to him. This is one of those times where I, <laughs> this is going to sound like the most ridiculous thing I've ever said in my life. Uh -oh. oh, oh, that was a five star match. <laughs> I've said some ridiculous into my time, but that really was my thought. I was like, oh, oh it, was, it was a five-star match. Not like, a, oh my God, what a five-star match it was. It was like, oh, just a five-star match. <laughs> yeah, like, the thing is, that that, that is a valid a valid point. In the Danison and Kyra are going up against such high expectations for this match. If it wasn't the greatest match ever, some people would be disappointed. You know? Yeah. Because it's not met those expectations of it. These are the two best wrestlers, potentially of all time, yeah. coming to each other, the like height of their careers kind of thing. Like it's like they were going up against really high expectations, and I think they still delivered. I think they, they absolutely one hundred percent they deal deliver. And like I think the the pacing of the sorry, the placing of this match mm -hmm. coming after Omega Os uh, after Osprey. Yeah, Omega Osprey mm. was tough. Because mm. that was like a forty-minute war, and you had the trios I mean, match yeah, come down. Yeah, there was a trios match in but between. But like the that. trios match was this weird, sloppy mess of a match, mm, and then yeah. uh, and the crowd didn't really know how to respond to that one. So like they were really pumped, but they're, you know, tired. It's a five-hour show. Like, yeah, it, it it can be exhausting. Yeah, and you've just watched twelve other professional wrestling matches, and mm -hmm. this crowd were like. Mm -hmm. I've had a final countdown party now, and I'm, yeah. and, I'm a, and I've and I've had all my tea, and, yeah. and, and now you're giving me more dessert. Yeah. So I loved it. It was great. But if I was to answer the question that we that we posed on the, the thumbnail for this episode of which one was better, I'm going Osprey Omega. As am I. Yep. Yeah. I think so. So I'm curious, like, and this is why I wanted to do the poll. So I might need you to fill for time for a second while I I type this out. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Do you, want, do you want to dive into the uh, the Omega Chats? Why not? Yes, let's do some Omega Chats while we'll, Luke starts a poll. Um, uh, let's have a look here. We've got a mischat from the live reaction stream. Uh, Mithrol said the ejection into Psych Not Really ruined the Kenny versus Will match, and I will die on this hill. It legit made the ending meaningless as the ref ignored Callus for like 10 minutes. Why even do the spot? Callus could have just hid behind the bodyguards. I think that that's another way they could have got around the spot as well is have Callus come back out, but the referee doesn't spot him. So Callus can still interfere, and you do the whole thing, but the referee doesn't look undermined. Mm -hmm. That's another way to do it. Um, ben Vlarick said, Dare I criticize the Omega Osprey match? I absolutely <laughs> loved it. God bless both. However, I feel like the finish, as well as the order leading up to it, didn't quite make sense. Interesting. Uh, I think they, Ben's yeah. got a series uh, here. So Will cheats using the screwdriver, doesn't work. Will uses the one-winged angel, doesn't work either. So he then kind of, sort of, wins clean. What was the point then of him cheating, of Don Cass and the security being there? Surely if Will cheated or beat Omega with his own move in Canada, it would have been the most effective finish. Imagine the heat, that and the screwdriver, and especially the one-winged angel kick out with such highs, the finish didn't quite reach those heights. I, I disagree with some of that. Mm. Uh, and the reason for it is because... Uh, yeah, the cheating wasn't the point. And like, he doesn't win clean because there was cheating beforehand. And there's only so much a man can take. I think that's it. It's a war of attrition. It's right? a war of attrition. All of that isn't just like, well, now he's reset back to zero. Now he just wins clean. That is extra damage that Omega has been taking. And now when Osprey just hits his finishes, it's like, he's done now after everything else that he's taken. It yeah. was just like, here's one thing, here's another thing, and the third thing is the thing that works. And on top of all the other things, like what really mm. knackered Omega uh, out in that match was all the submissions. Yeah. It was the sharpshooter, it was the crossface, and it was him trying to recover from that. He got his wind and he got his, you know, some psyched up from that, but the damage has already been done. Mm -hmm. So you do the screwdriver, that's one thing, and then you do the, uh, the, the, the one-winged angel, that's another thing. But there is only so much one man can take. And yeah. unfortunately, it, he, he came up to his limits on this. And Osprey, yeah. and that's a, an interesting parallel to that is because, and they made this point on commentary, Omega took most of the match at Wrestle Kingdom. They were talking about like he, you know, dominated 80% of that mm. match. Here, it was Osprey dominating 80% of it. And it was Osprey that won because of the attrition this time around, as opposed to Omega last time. Exactly. So for me, I, I totally get your point, Ben, but for me, it, it totally worked. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, we have a lost username here. Please let us know your name. This thing that Streamlabs does occasionally. Um, said, uh, hey lads, was at the show last night. Toronto hates punk. Uh, Omega versus Osprey was easily matched of the night for me. Best wrestling crowd I've been a part of. I'm 21, just graduated from sport media. Y'all have inspired me to follow a career in wrestling. Jam that jam. That's oh, awesome. Thank you very much. Please do let our moderators know. We can get the uh, the document updated. But thank mm. you so much. Uh, S. Morgan, or Smorgan, if you will, uh, said, Danielson versus Akada was a Pokemon battle. Osprey versus Omega was a DBZ fight. Uh, having never played a Pokemon game or seen an episode of Dragon Ball Z, uh, is that accurate? Or Dragon Ball Z, I am British. I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think why Danielson Akada is a Pokemon battle. Can't quite get... Definitely a DBZ fight for Osprey and Omega. That is, makes sense. Is it because it's overrated? Oh. <laughs> I actually don't agree with that at all. Scathing. I, I just wanted to say He it. just wants to make people mad. <laughs> just, some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Anonymous said, uh, I went into Omega Osprey with all the hype in the world after their classic earlier this year at Wrestle Kingdom, and I was still not disappointed. Danielson Okada was great, but Osprey will always be my boy. Also, that Tiger Driver, my God, jam that jam. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Uh, Power Packers 90's been a member for 22 months in a row. Weirdly out of time. Uh, don't mind it. WWE already killed the uh, ejection, gimmick ejection gimmick in yeah. every Roman match. At least this wasn't the finish, and it's still five plus stars. Also, happy new mod. Hey, thanks. Happy new mod. Um, Anthony Brewer said, Hi, fellas. I was at the event last night. It was such an amazing time. Omega Osprey was my match of the night. Also, I liked how it was used to take pinfall loss, this time in Elite versus BCC. Uh, Anthony Brewer is my name if the name gets lost. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always going to be Uter, isn't it? Like, literally, yeah. Shota Umino was there, but they were like, I still pin ah, Uter, though, Uter, isn't it? It's <laughs> great. Uh, Limo Walsh had, uh, says, uh, I had the pleasure of attending both WrestleMania 39 and Forbidden Door last night, both amazing shows for different reasons, but that Omega uh, Osprey Omega match live was unreal, and being British, rooting for Will while being surrounded by Canadians was fun. <laughs> match of the night and year. Hashtag bruv. It's kind of like, you know, it's the, the wonderful smorgasbord of wrestling in a way, you know, to be in both at WrestleMania 39 and Forbidden Door and be mm. like, oh man, these are both amazing shows, but they've, they're amazing for, yeah. di you know, different reasons. Absolutely. And yeah. Actually, like, you, you see this up and down on an AEW card as well. Like, Omega Ospreay's amazing for a different reason than Akana Danielson. Mm -hmm. It's all, for my money, that the four way match, you know, it was, it was also amazing, yeah. but for very different reasons. And one of the things that Lee, uh, Liam Orwilsh points out there, and I think this is very important, is that we can like all wrestling. Yeah. And it's okay to go to a WWE show and have a good time and it is okay to go to an AEW show and have a good time. Yeah. Similarly, it is okay to go to a WWE show or watch one on TV and be like, I didn't like that bit of it. And it is okay to watch an AEW show at home or on TV or go to a show and be like, I didn't like that bit. Mm. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need to, we do not need to pick sides, everyone. Uh, Eva Cassidy said, uh, I saw someone on Reddit say that the Kalispot would have been better if he didn't actually come down with Will at the beginning. He wouldn't have gotten ejected and could have come down and did the same spots just without the frustration. You know what? Yeah. Just don't do the first ejection spot. Just don't eject him. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, that completely fixes the issue. Yeah. 100%. Like, if Osprey had come out with the security and commentary had put over, like, this is Don Callis' security. security. And this is part of the agreement they made, kind of thing. Because like, you can, fine. You can still do the Kenny spots mm. of Callus hiding behind the security, and it's like yeah. that security is actually just for Callus. It's yeah. not for, yeah. That that yeah. that fixes everything. 
don't do the first ejection <laughs> spot. That's it. Uh, Will Campbell said, went and saw this in a theater last <laughs> night. <laughs> Dan, Dan Layton, the professor is watching at home. Hello, man. Hello, Dan. <laughs> he just said, I disagree. We must pick size. Luke is a shill for balance. <laughs> Balance merchant. (laughs) (laughs) Also, shout out to Mikey. He says, let's not have premature ejections. Very good. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Will Campbell said, went and saw this in a theater last night. And Luke, you're right about the Kenny kick out at one. When that happened, most everyone in the auditorium leapt to their feet and went bananas. I also did not realize it was the Krupper Crossface until the chant. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Um, uh, Carla Threat. Sorry. Carter 3 has become a member and has said hey guys I just want to say thank you for all the work you guys do I've been working construction and I'm now working a graveyard shift and I always look forward to your videos and podcasts keep up the good work and know that you are appreciated you are also very much appreciated thank you thank you very very much Uh, we've got a few more on this subject then we'll get into the rest of the show Luis here says I love Danielson's uh, alteration to his lock I think he should keep that as a super move same way that John Moxley has the paradigm shift and the death rider call it the dragon's lair or the dragon's horde more rec- more wrestlers should use ex moves <laughs> uh, ducks and over said i was there second row both matches were amazing and i have to say that kenny and will had match of the night that's ddt hot damn yeah so good Dylan says, why was Callis allowed back out at ringside without much protest from the referee? Commentary said that he'd be fined, but couldn't one of the security guards just pass the screwdriver? That said, it's probably my favorite match of all time now. Yeah. That's the most amazing thing about this yeah. match. It's just like, oh, that, ma- that spot makes no sense and it's really stupid. But everything else was so great that it is the best match it's, I've it's ever seen. It's still just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. Uh, right. Well, we're going to get into uh, the rest God, of uh, 40 minutes. Yeah. Well, we've already talked about the two big matches. That's so true. That, yeah. that should help mm-hmm. us somewhat. Um, uh, but before we do, actually, Pete, as mm. a, a bit of an update. We, we mentioned earlier that you are the GM, that champion. Of course. Um, Everyone but, knows um, this. And LIW was fine. Yeah, the LIW was just, fine. Um, just holding on to it mm-hmm. for, for the time Taking being. Taking care of it. Um, well, I, I spoke with, with WrestleTalk Management. Mm. over the weekend we all know um, who wrestle management is well yeah i mean they're, they're the uh, of course everyone knows them. yeah like they are they're a constant presence yeah. in all of these shows and it is not just a story crutch that i have created exactly to, to come up with and things. now we're gonna have to figure out a, some sort of reveal for that at some point no we don't <laughs> <laughs> did wwe with the anonymous raw gm no they didn't peep hello <laughs> it's wrestle talk higher management okay cool they've made a match Anyway, that's Pete, it. That's it, all they need to do in WWE segments. That's uh, all we can do, right? Anyway, Pete. Hello. I spoke with Russell Talk Management I'm sure you uh, did. over the weekend yeah. and this morning. And it is decided that the first time you two are going to see each other mm. is going to be this Saturday. Because you're both doing the SmackDown podcast together. Yes, we are. And then you're going to be at the Money in the Bank party. Yeah. And there needs to be a title match for Money in the Bank this year. Uh-huh. So it's been decided that it will be Pete versus Tempest for the Jam That Championship this Saturday at Money in the Bank. Oh. Um. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Great. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Friend- friendly competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Also on that show, it will be the annual Jam in the Jar ladder match. We have got six participants entering this year, which is going to be very difficult because one of them has now got seven people in it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Logan Paul. <laughs> Ruins everything. Uh, but I, the first two names to be announced for this year's Gem in the Jar are Oliver Davis and Sullivan Bo Brown. Two it more names me. will be announced on tomorrow's Raw podcast, and the final two names will be announced on the Money in the Bank prediction show this coming Wednesday. Are you, try, are you trying to guess who the, who's, who's, that, who's that Pokemon? Who's that one on the right? Who can possibly say? <laughs> who could possibly say? Uh, I did that graphic and then I realized no, I wish I'd put some strokes around the, the outlines. Ah, there. you'll be ah, fine. It's fine. Uh, anyway, right, let's get on with the rest of this show. I think we'll kind of skip over the, the zero hour. Uh, opening. I, I think all of those matches are good. They were very good. I, go. I very much enjoyed Athena and Billy Starks because I, like... I, I love Athena. Yeah. Uh, I wish ELP got more mm -hmm. because I love I love ELP. He's great. For him as a heel, but you know, Same. you know, but hey, it's it's, it's all right, I guess. Um, but yeah, wish more for ELP. Also, wish more for Stu Grayson. I thought he looked really good. He did look great, mm. but it's like he's so good, and also. Shingo Takagai. Yeah. <laughs> Shingo Takagi. Yeah. Uh, looked really good. He sure did. Real, real good. But and I love Hiromu. The main show kicked off uh, with a match for the AEW World Championship mm. as Hiroshi Tanahashi channeled MJF. He channeled him? What did I say? Channeled. Oh, he did that and challenged him. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tanahashi, for me, I, I think is, is a bit of a magical wrestler mm -hmm. because... He is not as mobile as he once was. He, his body is very much broken down. Um, he's he's just got a bit of stiffness about the way that mm. he walks now, which is just like I am all I am living in constant pain. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe he's entered the G one this year. Um, but he, when the lights are on, mm -hmm. and it needs to be, the man can do the three and a half four of star match like like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. He can just do it. Yeah, and he and he just did it here. Yeah, and this this was a a, a very good match. Uh, yeah, I think it was a good match. Good match. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it, it elevated anything beyond good. No, I don't think I don't so. Think it, I don't think it entered the realms of great. No, at any point. No, but it was good. Yeah. I, I was there. I would go as far as to say very good. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that MJF's heel shenanigans, smoke and mirrors, uh, mm -hmm. made up for a lot of the limitations that yeah. poor old Tanahashi has. But hey, thumbs up from me. Not 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 so, bad. Solid stuff. MJF won using the uh, the ring. Dynamite. Yeah. Tana actually got a visual pin at one point, mm -hmm. which I'd rather you don't do. <laughs> um, and then in the Owen Hart tournament, we got mm. Satoshi Kojima versus Boo Boo CM Punk. Mm. I would say, like you know, watching Collision mm -hmm. on Saturday. Yeah, that was a mixed response. Yes, it was. I'd say that was probably. 60-40, you could probably make an argument for 70-30 boost to cheers. Mm -hmm. This felt more like 80-20, possibly even 90-10 yeah. uh, booze for, for uh, mm -hmm. CM Punk. But what I love, there were people who were like, oh, I don't think CM Punk's going to like being, being booed. Have you seen how much fun this man is having? Oh. He is 
having a ball being booed by these people. Yeah. He had a great time here. He was playing up to it. I think him doing the Hogan big boot and leg drop as part of his repertoire is genius next level. So stuff. silly. Because it's like when he did the John Cena five moves of doom in the Eddie Kingston match because he was being booed uh, over Kingston. He just does things to make people be like, no, boo you even more. Yeah, and totally. I, and makes you cheer the other guy. Kojima got so much out of CM Punk being a dick. Mm -hmm. It's probably why he elbowed him in it. Yeah. Um, he, like, he did the tens on overhand chops. Mm -hmm. He was doing, like he did uh, Kojima's peck taunt thing. Yeah. He at one point, because like, Kojima does the lariats, he mm. started doing lariats in the corner while going, lariats, <laughs> lariats. And then started screaming Kojima's name. It was awesome. It was so great. Um, Kojima blocked a GTS and hit a brain buster, but then Punk ducked the Lariat and hit a second, uh, second GTS attempt and got it that time for the win. Very good match. He's not a heel, but he's playing up as not being a babyface. He sees going down the heel tunnel at the end as well. Yeah. And then was like, yeah, yeah. Okay, babyface one. Because he helped, helped Kojima up after the match to do it. Yes. A, yeah. And did a, a show of respect and everything. Yeah. Um, also, Kojima did elbow him. In the CM junk. <laughs> he did. I dropped him right in the penis. That was like, <laughs> and it looked very intentional as well. It wasn't like, oh, 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 oh he missed, missed that elbow and he, oh, he, did, he hit somewhere he didn't mean to. He get all of no, it. No, well, oh, he did this time. He got all of it. Straight in the dicks. <laughs> and Tim was like, Hoo! Yeah, and the thing is, he was trying to sell because he was, he like took a, uh, you know, a, an earfall afterwards. And was just holding his dick the whole time. He was like, oh my god, I need to kick out of this, but I don't want to. <laughs> uh, really made me laugh. <laughs> uh, they confirmed that All Out... Oh, yeah, I know, Luke. ...will take place on September 3rd. I know. That means that on August 27th, mm -hmm. it's All In. Yeah. And then... Six days later, mm -hmm. it's WWE Payback. Yeah. And then a day later, it's AEW All Out. Mm -hmm. There's also a Raw, a Dynamite, and a Collision, and a SmackDown in between all of that. It's through NXT. And, of course. Well, <laughs> I didn't mention Rampage. But there's... <laughs> oh, three pay-per-views in the span of seven days. Like, okay... I don't want to sound like a jaded wrestling fan or anything, but when it is your job to cover this stuff, it's a lot. Well, here's the thing, Pete, is that I'm not doing this as a jaded wrestling fan. I'm doing this as a as, as a as a tired content creator. Yeah, they never think of us. No, I they, know. They just do not think of the 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 stress that this is going to cause us for the week of trying to figure all of this out yeah. and making sure that everything gets covered and we can create content mm -hmm. for for everyone. It's gonna, um, it's gonna be a big week, but at the same time, Pete, it's also gonna be a great week. Yeah, all in's oh, gonna, so much all, good oh, wrestling. No, all in's gonna have amazing. Oh dear, payback's gonna have awesome wrestling, and all out's gonna have amazing wrestling. Boo hoo me. Yeah, like, oh, entitled much? Yeah, God. right. Oh, come and, on, guys. And I, oh, and also, oh, side note, content creation. I think that week of both pay-per-views is also gonna be PFK week. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it will be as well. Yeah. This is when we're going to be back recording a bunch of PFK oh, content that week. Man, that's going to be a so. It's going to be a big week. It's a busy old time. It's a busy old time. Yeah. Well, speaking of busy old times, mm. I genuinely think this might be my second favorite match of the night. Valid. 
because this was a fatal four-way. Orange Cassidy versus Katsuyori Shibata versus Daniel Garcia versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the AEW International Championship. Mm. Three different champions from three different promotions. Daniel Garcia is also there. And Garcia doing his weird dance. But this was an 11-minute sprint. Oh. Of pure wrestling fun. So good. I loved it. Yeah. I'd have watched another 11 minutes of this at the same speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't slow down. No, don't no, work, no, no, don't no. work people over. Just yeah. do what you're doing, but for double it. Yeah. Oh, I had so much fun with this. It was wicked because not only was this an 11 minute sprint, there were three different stories going through mm. this because you had Daniel Garcia trying to prove that he can hang with these three champions from three different promotions, mm-hmm. the forever feud between Zack Sabre Jr. and Shibata raging on, and Orange Cassidy surviving by the skin of his teeth once again. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved I mentioned this a lot on the live reaction stream with Dan. Uh, that I love that Orange Cassidy is now getting wear and tear from defending his title all of the time. And it is getting to him. He's now having to steal victories. It's not decisive anymore. It's just like, you know, it was it was a victory that should have been somebody else. And he was like, nope, I'll chuck you out the ring and I'll take that one for myself, which is typically a heel move. But this is a desperation move from Cassidy because otherwise he would have lost his belt. Yeah. That is a really cool story that I really hope we get to continue see playing out across. And he gets like more and more tape. And so he's just covered in tape the whole time. Uh, and that and then that would be the reason why he loses the belt, not because he's bad, but because he literally just can't go anymore. It's that war of attrition. It's exactly. only so much you the, the body can take. He's got the tape on his back. His mm-hmm. hand is like still relatively broken. Like he's yeah. d- again this he did a chop in this match and immediately went ah yeah, yeah, because yeah. his hand is hurt because it was worked over. I can't remember which match it was in now, but there was a match mm-hmm. where I think it was Garcia was like targeting the hand and working yeah. that over. Yeah. So there was like. But there was also a lot of really fun. <laughs> this match is about three minutes old and it's the greatest thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. and Shibata were having a slapping match. And then Orange Cassidy and Daniel Garcia tried to stop them. So Zack Sabre Jr. and Shibata put them in chokehold and then continued to have their slapping match. Oh, it was awesome. Garcia tried to uh, use title to score the win, but Shibata kicked out. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Shibata then started having their strong style slapping match, but OC hurts his hand on the orange punch. That was the mm-hmm. spot that I was referring to earlier. Yeah. And the finish was Shibata hits the PK mm-hmm. on Daniel Garcia. Yep. Match is won. Yep. Orange Cassidy slides in, throws Shibata out the ring, steals the win. And it's just by that skin of his teeth. And Shibata's on the outside, not angry, like almost angry at himself for not seeing it coming, but that grudging respect of like okay yeah you got me you got me there and they shook hands afterwards he survived once again match ruled Mm. i loved it absolutely ruled yep such a good time with this one i I mean obviously i'm gonna watch uh omega osprey again but this is the match i'm dead looking forward to i got in today and adam uh blombier said to me it was like which of the matches would you recommend i watch i was like obviously omega osprey danielson okada but I'd actually watch the, the, the uh, I'd watch this and the ten man tag. Mm-hmm. Like those are the four matches I would I would certainly say to tune into for this pay per view. That is exactly because I I saw Adam yesterday and he said, um, "Can you send me a list of the best matches on the card so I can watch them tomorrow, and not have to watch the whole show?" Because, because he's writing up a list. He's writing up a list, so he needs to watch it quickly so he can get the best matches from the show. So I sent him a list, and it was those four matches. And I also said Punk Kojima primarily for Punk being a dick. Yeah, and then being elbowed in it. And being elbowed in it. Uh, in the CM junk. Uh, 
so then I was like, and if you need to can one of those from the list, take off Punk Kojima, because it is more just like the crab reaction and the funds. But the other ones, that that four-way, the ten-man tag, and then Danny Sinicada uh, and Omega Osprey are like, amazing. Uh, he also asked me in the office today, what is that dance? What is that dance? <laughs> oh, no, it's that... He has his hands here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he has to, he's done it like that as well. He's done it like that as well, but... It's, what is it? It's, it's awesome. Is it? Yeah. Is it? It's such a knobbish thing to do. Yeah. I don't, and I think... I, I love him for it. He's a menace. I... Okay. He's a I, menace, and that dance is a menace. I don't mind it as a taunt. If he's just <laughs> doing it as a taunt and being a dick about it, cool. You know, whatever. He, he's, he's a knob. He does a dance. Whatever. <clears throat> When he's continually getting pushed and kicked out of the way, and his response is to dance, what you doing? Like, he danced, <laughs> no joke, like 20 times in this match. No yeah. exaggeration. Okay, Adam Cole tells this story that um, he he was doing his Adam Cole Bay Bay thing in the early days when no one was doing it back, yeah. so he just did it 20 times in a match. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's my way I'm going to get this over. I'm just going to keep on doing it. And it worked. Oh, so God. maybe Garcia. So maybe we'll see the crowd doing it all, <laughs> all with him next time. Up next for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, it was Sonata versus Jack Perry. Uh, the most exciting thing for me in this match was Red Shoes. He was there. Red Shoes was the referee. That was yeah. the big. I was in a simple match. Uh, I've, I've literally written two notes. Yeah. I've written crowd are noticeably quieter for this match, mm -hmm. but they are polite and are clapping the right spots. Simple match. Sonata won with a moonsault. And then all my notes after that are about the, the turn of the end. It, it was fine. Ten minutes. Yeah. It's like probably the shortest match on the card. Yeah. I think bar any pre-show matches, yeah. Yeah. That was... Yeah? Yeah. That was fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. It wasn't bad. I don't think anyone could say this was a bad match. No. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Um. But like, they, you know, they were... After the match, mm -hmm. I really liked the post-match thing. Okay, well, I'm I, I'm gonna probably be the dissenter here there because I mm -hmm. thought this was a really good post match for for two mm -hmm. reasons. Okay, number one, I thought it was set up really really well. Sure. Because Jungle Boy and Hook are walking up the ramp, and the commentators are throwing to their Japanese partners. They, yeah. There's a Japanese commentary desk just next to them, mm -hmm. and they're throwing to that bang, and, they, and the turn happens. So it really did come out. It felt like we were moving on to the next segment, and mm -hmm. then bam. So it. it Genuinely felt like it came out of nowhere. So for the execution of the turn where Jungle Boy hit Hook mm -hmm. was actually very, very well executed. Mm -hmm. From like a production standpoint. Production standpoint. Yeah. I've actually thought of a third option. A third reason why I like this. Two, Taz. Taz was awesome. Taz was so great here. Yeah. Because it's it's Taz's boy. Yeah. So he's super mad at Jack Perry for, for attacking his boy. And I the, think Taz was the best bit of this segment. And the crowd started trying to UF'd up. Yep. And Taz's like, look. I'm not going to go in there and get in a fight. My son's his own man, but yeah, the crowd aren't wrong. Yeah, you know, the, the crowd are very much right because that young boy made a mistake there. Yeah, I really like this one bit because he was. It looked like he was really trying to maintain his professionalism, but he took his glasses off and he just goes, "He's a dead man." Is <laughs> 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 it just, just almost just funny? <laughs> He's a dead man. He's a dead man. He's a dead man. <laughs> it's really good. But here's the thing, and the third part of this, mm. and this is actually my favorite part mm. of this whole angle. Yeah. Jungle Boy is so desperate to win a title belt. Sure. He's made one promise to himself this year. Mm -hmm. I am going to win a title belt this year. Mm -hmm. He's failed in winning the TNT Championship. He's failed in winning the International Championship. He's failed at winning the AEW World Championship. 
failed at winning the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Mm -hmm. And he's so desperate. He's going after a belt that isn't even recognized by AEW. So desperate is he to win some form of gold mm -hmm. to prove to himself that he can do this. Mm -hmm. He's going for a belt that actually means nothing in the grand scheme of things. And that's why I don't like it. I think it works so well for his character. I, like, I, I don't get what I, you mean. Yeah. But I think, like, for Jungle Boy, he's just reached this point of desperation mm. that this is the only thing he can see is, like, to make his life mean something. Yeah. Like, I, I totally get that. I felt like the turn was a bit, like, unjustified in a way, in that it was, like... I guess he wanted to turn on Hook, not because he doesn't like Hook, but because Hook has the thing that he wants. He has the FDW title, and that's the thing he wants now. I find it weird that of all the belts he wants to go for, it's the one that doesn't count. You know, I, I know he's gone. That's the, that's the level he's, of he's yeah. gone for for everything, and I, and I get that. That's the level of desperation. Um, I'll also say he hit one lariat that Hook was selling for like three minutes, which hey, is weird, but hit, whatever. Hit the back of his head on there, on the, on the concrete. Yeah, sure. Um, and I tell you what, I really liked um, uh, Jack Perry's like um, facial and like physical embodiment of being a heel. Now was really really good. In the after he hit the lariat, he was kind of looking out in disbelief at the crowd that they were booing him. He was like, "You're bo you're booing me? Like after everything? Mm -hmm. You're booing me?" And then he dropped to his knees on the on the ramp and just kind of soaked in the crowd booze. And I was like, "Okay, this is like really good like physicality for a heel. Like I think maybe he can pull it off. Like being a heel because he's such a likable wrestler that maybe he can um, make this heel character work." But I did think the pacing of it was very strange, and it took a while for the thing to happen. Um, I think throwing to Taz afterwards was a stroke of genius. But it just, for me, felt a little bit flat because the finish of the match was a little bit flat and nothing in the match had dictated that Jungle Boy should then turn on Hook. It wasn't like, you know, Hook interfered and cost him the match or anything. I'm not saying that should have happened, but there was not, there was no, there seemed to be no, no impetus. Yeah, apart from losing, right? Yeah. He, he lost yeah. the match. And for me, it felt very strange to come out of left field to attack Hook. And granted, he wants to go for the title, and I understand that. It still, for me, didn't justify the turn happening now. I, I, I get what you mean. I think it's the loss, and it's the snap, and it's that mm. level of desperation to yeah. be like, my friend here has a title belt, I don't. I'll go after this one. Uh, reason number four, I thought, of, of, mm. of why I quite like this, I haven't dragged it out. Because mm -hmm. there's there was you know we've been talking about Jungle Boy's going to be turning heel for a, a few weeks now and I yeah. did have this sort of like pang of worry of like oh we're going to be talking about this for the next three months yeah, so yeah, yeah. You know, when's the heel turn going to happen and there are sometimes you can overrate the pudding so I think them doing it almost out of nowhere mm -hmm. actually was was part of its benefits yeah. and perhaps tangentially reason number five Christian Cage was right mm -hmm. and now you got Cage as a heel Luchasaurus as, as, as a TNT heel champion no less and you got Jungle Boy as a heel mm -hmm. it's a little Oh, yeah. reuniting oh, yeah. six man six man tags and, and i'll say as well there's a, re a reason that i thought of while you were talking that i now can't remember <laughs> sorry that's... so we'll move on and i'm sure it will come back to me at some point yeah i i think we could you know you could make the argument you could have done a summer of jungle hook of them going for the tank mm -hmm. tiles him fading mm. there and then you know uh, that's yeah, part of it maybe but maybe i, I can't maybe he doesn't win the ftw championship either and then mm -hmm. he get, that's like what leads him back to christian's arms sure and then they can go for the trio titles where did that lead you right back to me yeah christian will have a field day with that anywho anywho oh man coming up next mm. eddie kingston teamed with Tomohiro Ishii and the Elite mm -hmm. to take on the Blackpool Combat Club of Moxley, Claudio, and Wheelie Yuta, Kanesuke Takeshita, and Shota Umino. Yes. In a 25 minutes war. 
This was great. And it was awesome. Really good. Me and Tempest on the prediction show where we're like, hey, it's a bit, you know, this feels like an AEW match with added Ishii and, yes. and Umino in there. Yes. Just, it doesn't feel like it's a New Japan versus AEW match. Mm. So the Moxie came out to his New Japan theme. I was like, aha, so they're representing New Japan tonight. That makes sense now. Mm. Good. God darn, this was awesome. So yeah. Eddie was desperate to start this match and he wanted it to be Claudio and then Claudio tags himself out and it's like, Claudio. And it was like Ishii Takeshita did some awesome work together. It God, was yeah. So great. And then Eddie and Moxley tagged in and I was like, oh, this is this is what I'm here for. Because I love the relationship between Eddie and Mox so much. Like I love this character-driven, yes. beautiful, weird relationship they've got particularly from Eddie, my boy. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that when we come to the finish as well. And they just start exchanging chops. Mm -hmm. And so Eddie throws a chop, Mox throws a chop. It's a fighting spirit, a strong style. Eddie throws a chop, John throws a chop. And everyone starts fighting around them. And Eddie throws a chop, John throws a chop. And everyone's going to find out the Bucks were doing dives. Eddie's doing a chop, Mox is doing a chop. Hangman Page, moonsault to the outside. Eddie does a chop mocks like they are only focused on each other. Mm -hmm. They have they don't give a hot dog dang what anyone else is doing. They were just focused on each other. And I I loved it so, so much. And there was this moment when Eddie was like on the ring, like on the bottom rope, because I think it was being beaten up by Wheeling Utah. Mm -hmm. And Mox was right in front of him. Classic heel spot to take the cheap shot. And Mox couldn't do it. And Claudio steps in and kicks him instead. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's there. Mox didn't take the chance there. He didn't take the cheap shot moment. And it builds to the Bucks doing their super kick party. And they're super kick partying everyone. And they go to do it on Mox. And Eddie Kingston dives in front of Mox, pushes him out of the way, and takes the bullet for him from his own teammates. Mm -hmm who are trying to attack the team that they're trying to beat. Yep. That they hate. Yeah. They've got legit hatred for. Mm -hmm. But Eddie doesn't see, he just sees his friend. Yeah. So he dives in front of that bullet. I, I jumped out of my chair. Mm -hmm. Oh, I loved it so much. But when it came down to it, Mox hit a cutter on Eddie like it was sure nothing. Yeah. He just hit him with a cutter and eventually Ishii hit Yusuf for the win. But Really, like this was a the brawl was great, the action was great, the high spots were great. But for me, the, the drama and all of the Eddie stuff in this, mm -hmm. his fractured relationship that he's got with the elites, not as much of a relationship there, his legit friendship with Moxley, his hatred for Claudio, his respect for Ishii. Yeah. Like there was after this match, you know, the Bucks were and Hangman were like, What are you doing, man? Like, we could have had that match won. And Eddie's like, I don't care what you're talking about, you little crybabies. And Ishii comes up, he's like, Good job, man. You're right, man. Yeah, 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 you're great. <laughs> I really like you. I cannot say enough good things about this. It was superb yeah i mean i don't have too much to add on top of what you've said uh, i think the the interpersonal relationships is what carried this match this wasn't really team versus team this is per people versus people and you, i liked how they did not just the bits that we already know with kingston and mox and uh, kingston and claudio and pe people like that and also obviously the elite and that will come back up and feuding everything but you also had Takeshra and ishii having this little like mini feud yeah. during this match at the same time as well it's really cool Th that one spot where Takeshita's just in control, no tag made, Ishii just walks into the ring, and Takeshita just drops him. Just... And it, he just goes. He knocked his dick still. Wonderful. Honestly. Oh. I, I saw his soul leave his yeah, body. Genuinely. And you don't see that very often for 
easy of all people. <laughs> the classic no-seller. This like, walking fridge of a man. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, had a really good time with this match. So stoked that Ishii got the pin. Yeah, yeah I love oh, it. Yeah. Do you know what's yeah. funny? Because we were talking about this in the prediction show, but like yeah. Ishii is a guy that New Japan just send out to other places to lose because yeah. like, hey, you're beating a New Japan guy. Mm-hmm. He's got name value, but he's not someone that is pushed beyond a certain level within New Japan. But I guess because he was British heavyweight champion for a while, and I, I used to see him a lot at Rev Pro, mm. I think he's one of my guys. Yeah, totally. So he got a win on pay-per-view. Yeah. And he pinned that punk wheelie Utah. Yeah. So, like, I'm dead happy that Tomohiro Ishii got the pin here. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I would go out of your way to watch this match. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got, uh, for the AEW Women's Championship, mm-hmm. Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. Mm-hmm probably supposed to be mercedes monet versus jamie hater but the world is a cruel place which is eh, it was a tv match it was fine the outcast did their usual shenanigans yeah, it was good yeah and then uh and then tony won yeah, yeah. like it was it's good it's good yeah I, both of them are very good wrestlers great yeah. tony storm's amazing willow nightingale's amazing yeah. and i love the fact that they themselves were like well you know we're on a, a, a new japan show we're gonna do our own strong style sequence as well and like and i'm glad that they did that uh, and and it's any other but it's just like the crowd weren't into it as much as they were the 10 man mm-hmm. tag they were a little bit burnt out by it if yep. anything uh storm pulled the referee in front of her and that allowed her to rake the eyes and score the win sky blue was watching backstage and baker was also watching backstage because it's her versus ruby soho mm-hmm. in the uh, owen hart cup on wednesday yep it's a a, a, a thumbs up segment yep but kind of yeah it's do you know what it is it's a it's a thumbs up because it is a thumbs up but it's, just, it's not an enthusiastic thumbs up like i would have done for it's the a, 10 man it's an orange cassidy thumbs up yeah yeah i suppose so i had to do so much scrolling there to get to all my notes for uh, omega osprey there <laughs> uh then we then got lost lonstingonables i can't say the i can't say the name Los ingobernables Los Ingo de bananas i can't do it pete i've tried ingob ingob uh uh nah nah bless bananas L.I.J. L.I.J. Yeah. With Sting. Uh, so Sting, yes. Darby Allen, and Tetsu Naito took on La Sex God and Minoru Suzuki. I at first thought it was Joker Sting. <laughs> I yeah. Thought, I thought he came out as Joker Sting. And I was like... He did. Well, I thought that, but then I was like, oh no, it's, it's more like... Yeah. He's it's, getting, it's, more, it's like Joker Sting meets Painmaker yeah, Jericho. But commentary put over that it was Joker Sting, and Sting mentioned it in the press conference after. So it was, was like, a Joker... I'm going to do Joker Sting more. And it was like, okay. I mean, look, I've written sure. here. It's Joker Sting. He's going to join Team TNA. <laughs> Um, and I and then I was, I was like, oh no, I think it's more of a, a pain maker thing, yeah. You know, which I, I still to this day think is one of the lamest gimmicks uh, of modern day. Um, but cool, it's back on Wednesday. Someone needs to. Aren't tell, you excited? Uh, someone needs to tell Joe. I, I I think about this every every time it gets brought up. Ollie's hardcore defense of like Jericho knows it's lame and he's working you. And I was like, Jericho's a fan of Kiss. Yeah, he he thinks this is cool. Yeah, and it and he's like, no, there's no way he could think this is cool. And I was like, I bet you he does. He absolutely and does. As the years have gone on, and he's come to the realization, it's like, oh, he does think it's cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but it's lame. Yeah, like, yeah, it is lame, isn't it? So yeah. cool, pain maker Jericho. Mm-hmm. But um, this match was a bit pants. Yeah, I suppose. I okay. I think this is the only match on the card that comes close to being bad. It still wasn't bad. I wouldn't call it bad. I think it was fine. It, I'll tell you what it was. It was messy. It was messy. Like, I yeah. felt like Sting 
got a bit blown up. He was sort of out of position on a fair number of occasions. There was a moment when Jericho tell, told Sammy to go to the top rope to do a 630 mm-hmm. sent on to the floor. And I think Sting was supposed to move out of the way of it, but he moved too late. So Sammy still hit him. Yeah. But then Jericho, uh, but then Sting just had to get up because he had to go and do a spot with uh, Jericho in the ring. Yeah. So it kind of like, it, it, it was a bit all over the place. Um, I mean, there's, you know, fun stuff. Sammy yeah. did his little spinning taunt, and then Ninta got to do his tranquilo mm-hmm. thing in reverse. Um, we got Murder Grandpa murdering Darby Allen with a forearm, and that was brilliant. That was awesome. Um, Jericho hitting the Judas effect as Darby was, Darby was doing a cannonball oh, dive. That was good. Uh, it was really fun. Um, but anyway, Naito rolled up Suzuki and got the win. And the finish felt a bit wonky. Yep. I called it a, a palate cleanser. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got the main event of Dankson Okada. So that mm. was the show. Um, spoilers for my uh, edited review. I don't think it's gone live yet. Um, I gave it five out of five. I don't. I, there was no score. I couldn't give the show anything less than five out of five because mm. even though there were some matches on this card that were like, you know, it feels like we've ended a bit of a downer there with the trios match. Mm. But there's nothing on the show that was bad. No. And the stuff that was good was great. Mm. The stuff that was like had high bars to deliver in most cases, over-delivered. And in some cases, just delivered. And that was, you know, exactly when they needed to do. But, like, some of the stuff, like, excelled. And I don't think this is going to be in the top five shows of the year when our poll comes up later mm. on. Like, when we get to the end of the year. Maybe. I don't think this will be in the top five. But I think matches from it will be. So I think Omega Osprey 2 will likely end up in the top five. I think there's an argument that Daniels and Okada might make. It was certainly making it to the top 10. Uh, but I don't think this show will as a whole. Having said that, I, I thought it was just a five out of five show. Yeah, I, I still think I could see it being in the top five shows of the year. I think there's a lot of people that... I think there's also a, a, a real air of like um, gravitas and importance to it. It's like, this is really cool. We're getting to see these matches happen. Like I think the Daniels and Okada match benefited from this being like... Who'd have thought we'd have seen this match, you know? Mm-hmm. And that kind of element of yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was it will get it. votes. It will certainly get votes for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think that that does help elevate the whole show, an extra like you know half a star, a little extra degree um, to it. Uh, I agree though. I think as an objective kind of like wrestling pay per view, I think it was a very good show. If anyone would say should I watch it, I say yes because mm-hmm. it's got some fantastic matches on it. Uh, yeah, I just think it was a really great show. Here is why I don't think it's going to end up into the top five. Mm-hmm. Rumble's going to get loads of votes. Mm-hmm. Mania is going to get loads of votes. Mm-hmm. I think Chamber is going to yeah. get loads of votes. Backlash, mm-hmm. I think, because people loved that show. Yeah. Like, there's four WWE shows mm-hmm. this year alone yeah. that I think are probably going to do really well in the votes this year. I made the point, I think, in one of last week's news episodes that we are on a real hot streak for WWE pay-per-views uh-huh. in particular. This year has been kind of outstanding every single time. And I think even Mania Night 2 would have been great if it weren't for the finish. Um, and like Night 1 was perfect. Rumble, Chamber, Backlash, Night of Champions, Money in the Bank, hopefully. You know, like, this might be one of the... If they can keep this momentum up, this might be one of the best years for WWE pay-per-views, like, ever. Yeah. And that's insane. That, which is why I don't think it'll end up in the top five. Mm. I, but, but, but I think it is going to get a lot of votes, so I, which yeah. will push it into the top ten. Mm. But, you know, hey, that's in six months' time. Yeah, we get to we'll figure that out. Year. We'll figure that at the end of the year.
Uh, thank you so much for joining us, but we are going to get into the rest of your Omega chat. So ding, 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 get those in now. I'm also going to end this poll, which I'll be honest, is quite conclusive yeah, I think in so. terms of what was the better match, Omega versus Osprey or Danielson versus Okada, can confirm that Omega Osprey won with 83% of the vote. Valid. That is quite... That's a landslide victory. Yeah. So yeah. Well done to them. And mm. I and I agree. I agree. I, I love that match. Yeah. Uh, right. Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call. Restalk.com forward slash support. Uh, Noah Hickey kicked us off here to say, this is my second time attending a pay-per-view live. The first was Super Showdown in Australia. Mm. I didn't think any could, anyone could follow Omega and Osprey, but the final countdown play was my biggest pop of the night. At the time of my life, also Boo CM Punk. Nice. Um, Perry uh, here says, pay-per-view of the year for me. It wasn't perfect, but I had so much fun watching it. Brian versus Okada was perfect. Uh, Brian Danielson said that he wants to do Okada again and break his arm next time. Also, I'm now the biggest Will Ospreay fan. He's such a dick in the ring, and it's amazing. I agree. Yeah, because when they do Danielson Okada 2, probably mm -hmm. Wrestle Kingdom next year, they're going to do so much man the arm break and really build that into the match. Yeah, That's very good. Rusa Libre has been a member for 20 months in a row. He says, whole card was gold, but that elbow to CM in the punks and Suzuki hy hyping up Darby before dropping him with an elbow to the chops. Good S-word. I, I loved how much time Suzuki took before he dropped Darby. Just really like sizing him up, kind of grabbed the side of head. Mm -hmm. Where's the right spot? Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. Well, he saw Takeshita's like, forearm and it was like, well... <laughs> yeah. And he, he's a big lad. I'm, yeah. I'm up against a tiny little one here. Yeah. Stevie Howlin said, I've always assumed Garcia's awful dancing slash taunting is because that he believes he's a sports entertainer and that's how he should act. But he's terrible at it because he's actually a wrestler. Huh. Oh, now that's the meta commentary. This is the Ollie thinking that Jericho thinks that it's lame oh, that's, argument that's again. That's a big brain thinking right there. That's and a I galaxy brain take. And I don't mind it, you know. I don't mind it. Because he does do it because it's a sports entertainer. Thing. Absolutely, yeah. That much is undeniable. But also, what? Don't. That's what I say to that. Uh, Will Campbell said, "R.I.P. to any future children that CM Bill Brooks might wish to have." The target was a the target was a hard mark to hit, but Kojima's <laughs> aim was true. That's such a scathing takedown. Everyone in the auditorium laughed, winced, and went oof. <laughs> Landstorm87 said, Justin Roberts was the ring announcer for all the matches except CM Punk's match. Does CM Punk hate Justin Roberts? It's true, actually. Yeah, Dasher did that one. Is Dasher like Owen Hart's cup person, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Could be that. Did she? I don't know if she did the Athena match or not. I can't remember. I don't know. That's an interesting point. It's an interesting one. Yeah. Carl McC McVicker says, uh, I was like Randy Marsh in South Park in the episode Randy Finally Finds the Internet. That was me after Osprey versus Omega. Gross. Gross. Um, Malin Malik Onks says, uh, "Oh, Jason here. Uh, I was there last night in Toronto. It was an awesome event since uh, show first, first show since 2008. Mega Osprey was awesome. By the way, I was born in August of 1993. August 19th, 1993. As in the day I was born. Huh? 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 Huh?" 
We were born on the same day, apparently. Happy birthday, Pete. Not my birthday. Uh, Mike here says, I went to Dynamite this week and had such a great time that I bought my first ever pay-per-view as a 20-year-plus fan of wrestling. I was not disappointed. As an attendee at All Out last year, I must say TK still needs to trim his cards down. Everyone was exhausted. That is true, but it's also, that's the, the downside of doing a super card. Is yeah. you, because, I mean, like there was a bunch of people on this uh, show or the bunch of people in, in either company that were like, why aren't they on the card? Why aren't they on the card? Why aren't they on the card? And they had 13 matches. It was supposed to be 14 mm-hmm. matches, yeah. but Adam Cole was unfortunately unwell, so his match with Lawler got scrapped. Yeah. So, like, you can't Not get everyone... Jerry Lawler, just to yeah, clarify. Tom Lawler. Um, <laughs> so you can't get everyone on the card, but everyone wants everyone on the other card. Yeah. But then they don't want too many matches, but they also want everyone on the card. So it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a really difficult balancing act. Oh, I got the answer. Two-night event. <laughs> Do not give them ideas, Pete. <laughs> uh, Kill Pop says, um, went to see an indie match. Excited to see Lee Moriarty. Sadly, he didn't make it, but who came out? But Zack Sabre oh, Jr. Wow. That match made his match of the pay-per-view that much more fun for me and excited to see more of his stuff as someone who doesn't watch every New Japan show. Fair enough. Watch. I mean, because you can find him online. Any of his stuff with Will Ospreay from Rev Pro, mm. like those, any of the York Hall stuff in particular, because those are like magical, magical matches. Because yeah. it's because Zach's awesome, and Will's Will, who's you know is one of the is a generational talent, mm. and those two just create like pure British indie wrestling magic. Yeah. Uh, JD Reezy says, Today is my birthday. So happy I get to be at home and watch you lovely lads live today. Can I have Luke say happy birthday as the Undertaker? Man, I need to I need to find myself find my voice for just one more soul. <laughs> I just need one more soul, Vince. Happy birthday. There you so go. That's the best I can do, I'm afraid. There it there, is. There are certain phrases I can do with Undertaker. Unless I get into a real roll of things, then I can just reel things off the top of my head. But um He I'm, did it. I'm a bad performing monkey, is what I am. Mm. Happy Easter. Uh, Mega Train 84 says, any thoughts on All Out being the week after All In? Why does Tony keep shoving back? Don't, don't, Mega Train, don't have a pop at Tony. Have a pop at the bloody WWE putting one on the day before. That's who you should be angry at here. They've done it a week apart. That's a fine thing. Huh? Having All In, all in and All Out one week apart yeah. what is not great for starters. Having back-to-back pay-per-views on back-to-back weeks. And also, WWE announced their pay-per-view before AEW's. AEW do that same weekend every year, Pete, but the petty pricks yeah. have to put a show on on the Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It is not ideal. As a content creator, I mean, we. the thing is, we've already been prepping for this mm-hmm. because we knew All Out was going to be on that weekend. It's always on that weekend. In fact, when they announced All In, everyone was like, huh, and All Out's a week later. So we all knew it was that weekend, so we've kind of mentally prepared ourselves for this. It's not great, and actually, we've been discussing, like, what do you do? Do you, like essentially to promote two shows at the same time you got mm-hmm. an all-in card you got an all-out card and we would you know there as you do like wrestle kingdom night one night two some of the results from all-in feed into matches they're going to be at all-out so i i've got kind of i've got issues with it but not as mm. many issues as i've got of three shows being in the same week that that's that's where i draw the line uh and that is it for now but pete hamilton has become a member so thank you very very much as a reminder everyone it is our money in the bank party this coming weekend we are going to be down at the long arm pub and brewery in shoreditch live with 150 mad wrestling fans behind us and announced today it will be pete quinnell versus tempest for the jam that championship as well as the jam in the jar ladder match 
there's that championship one again, because we are going to be live. The Long Arm Pub and Brewery in Shoreditch in London for Money in the Bank. We've got a hell of a week coming up here because we have got Raw tomorrow. We have got AEW on Thursday. We've got Money in the Bank predictions on Wednesday, plus maybe some Fight Forever stuff as well. Then on Friday, some potentially exciting Money in the Bank stuff as well. And then on Saturday, it is our Money in the Bank watch-along party. And then on the Sunday, it's our Money in the Bank review. Myself and Oliver Davis will be going through all of the action. And then on Monday... It'll be collision because there's all the content in the world. So thank you all so much. Please, if this is your first time here, subscribe. Yeah. And granted, obviously, there's no collision review today because we're doing this. Forbidden door. Yeah. Uh, but the eight man tag in the main event was a hell of a lot of fun. Mm. It was awesome. Do you know, that's what I just want in my rest now. I just yeah. want just do eight man, add more people. Yeah. Because they did it. That's what they need to do for forbidden door. Well, Cut the matches down and just combine them. But, well, here's my point, Pete. Because they did a trio's match on collision. And it was awesome. Yeah. Then they did an eight man on collision. Mm. And it was awesome. Then they did a ten man of Forbidden Door. And yeah. it was awesome. It was like maybe twelve man. Twelve man. Yeah. Fourteen man. Forty-eight man. Yes, <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> and on that note, I have been Luke Owen DAD. That has been your jam that champion, Pete Quinnell. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.